You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right now, there is no stopping the Cleveland Indians. Welcome to the Streak Podcast. In 2017, the Cleveland Indians went on an unprecedented, record-setting 22-game winning streak. You may never see anything quite like this again. For the next three weeks, you can hear each game as it happened, night after night, on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. History continues to march on. On the Streak Podcast, we'll get the stories from the players, coaches, manager Terry Francona, and others. From the voice of the tribe, Tom Hamilton and Jim Rosenhouse. Now, let's relive one of the greatest stretches of play in Indians and baseball history. Hi everyone, Jim Rosenhouse along with you for episode number 16 of The Streak. Along with the voice of the tribe, Tom Hamilton, we've been bringing you some of the great stories behind the Indians' 22-game win streak at the tail end of the 2017 season, all coinciding with the nightly radio broadcasts of those games running on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network as well as Indians.com. Now today on the podcast, we are taking a look back at win number 17 of the streak, the Indians taking on Baltimore at Progressive Field, a night where Josh Tomlin was sharp, and the Indians defeated the Orioles by a 4-2 score, and they got it going early as the Tribe was in a tie ball game at one when Jay Bruce came through in the fourth inning. Here's the 1-0. Swung on, line drive, base hit into right field, and that'll put the Indians in front, 2-1 on the RBI single by Jay Bruce. And they love him here at Progressive Field. That's the Jay Bruce we saw when he first arrived, and he drives in his 15th run with the Indians, 90th combined on the season with his time in New York. Later on, still close game, seventh inning, Francisco Lindor gave the Indians some breathing room. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Lindor. A swing and a long drive, deep right field, it is gone! Frankie Lindor gives the Indians a huge insurance run. His 28th home run. How did he smoke that baby? A solo shot to right, and the Indians have a 4-2 lead here in the seventh inning. And Lindor, as always, looks to the crowd, claps his hands high in the air to acknowledge the Indians fans, and another standing ovation for one of the best young players in all of baseball. And from there, the bullpen put things away as Brian Shaw was on the top of his game in the eighth. The 0-2. Swing and a miss! Shaw blows away the Orioles. He strikes out the side, and to Rosie's point, that last fastball, 97 miles an hour. It's the middle of the eighth. It's still a 4-2 Tribe lead over the Birds on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. And when it was all said and done, the Indians dispatched the Orioles for win number 17 in a row. Cody Allen and the Indians one strike away. And this place ready to erupt again. Cody Allen's ready. Into the windup, the 0-2 pitch. A swing and a miss! Ball game! They've done it again! 17 
nine in a row. The Indians' historical streak marches on. Four to two, the Indians wipe out the Orioles today. A winning streak that started on August 24th. It will continue at least until September 10th and maybe longer. The Indians get a dominant start from Josh Tomlin and then the best bullpen in baseball goes four scoreless innings allowing one hit in the process. And the Indians magic number is down to 10 and the Indians are 30 games above 500. Now you heard Brian Shaw with a big strikeout in the eighth inning to help the Indians to that 4-2 victory over Baltimore. And it's kind of bullpen week on these editions of the podcast of late. We've had Dan Otero, Cody Allen, also Joe Smith. And Brian Shaw was a big part of the Indians' pen really from 2013 on, a big part of the back end of that bullpen. And he's our guest on today's edition of the podcast, The Streak. And when we caught up with Brian recently, he talked about what that point in time meant to him and how special those three weeks were. Oh, I mean, it, it was just unbelievable. I mean, I think there was a stat at some point in time, and obviously we have, you know, trying to not watch it on TV as much as you can, but you're also paying attention to every little detail um, that we were, I think, behind in a game, like for a total until we ended up losing. Obviously, I think it was like four innings or something like that, four or five innings total behind in the game during the entire stretch of that. Like, it's just, it was unfathomable what, what happened. I mean, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. Everyone enjoyed it. You know, you try to not talk about it, but then you do talk about it. You know, you don't want to, you know, jinx anything, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, how could you not talk about it while we were going through it? Um, it was just, you know, some of the fun stuff, you know, just watching guys day in and day out, you know, try to – I got to do the same routine. I had the same day, the same lunch, the same this. You know, once you get to that, you know, we won, I don't know what it was, 12, 11 or 12 or 14 or something, whatever it was the year before. Um, you know, when you get, we got close to that mark, you know, and then it was like, well, let's keep going. And then, you know, everyone just kind of starts doing their same routines. I think I remember wearing, um, you know, at, at home, you know, I, I had the same pair of shorts and the same shirt. I would come home, put them in a, in the quick wash in the, uh, the washing machine and dryer. So they'd be ready for the next day. And I think I wore the same, same outfit every day to the ballpark. And even when we went on the road, uh, when I got up in the morning, I put that outfit on, even though we couldn't wear it to the field, I put that outfit on before I actually got dressed to go to the field just to have, like, you know, keep keep the same routine, keep the superstition going. Now, wait a minute. Baseball players are not superstitious. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> no, not in the slightest. None, none of us are. So, and you mentioned that, that there was some chatter, like you're debating whether to talk about it or not. And you're in a situation it's and we've talked about this before i think about conversations in the bullpen that's a huge part of bullpen life how did, how did you yeah. stay away from it or or just embrace it during those innings where you know not much is going on and you guys start talking yeah i think it's one of those that early on you know you know four five six seven eight games into it you know you talk about it it's like hey we want eight that's awesome let's go but then I think as we started getting more into that, you know, 16, 17, 18, everyone was kind of looking at each other like, do we talk about the fact that we're winning right now? And then if we win today, it's number 17. Do we talk about that we're winning in the eighth right now and it'll be, 
18, 19, 20? Do we just kind of give each other looks and, like, no one really ever kind of just gives that look back, like, no, that's not talking about Let's talk about football. <laughs> you know, you just kind of do whatever. But, it's yeah, you, you have – you kind of get every glances every once in a while. And after the game, you talk about it, obviously. It's like, oh, that's awesome, you know, 17, 18, you know. If it doesn't go any further, you know, it's still awesome, this and that. And then the next day, the same thing. And the next day, the same thing. And the next day. And it's just, it was just, it was unbelievable to be a part of that. Terry Francona had mentioned in, in his conversation with Tom Hamilton on an, an earlier podcast that uh, he felt the year before, and, and you brought it up, that the 14-game win streak, which was the record at the time, the year prior, uh, he thought he might have leaned on uh, his pitchers, especially the bullpen, a little bit too much in, in trying to, I don't know if chase the streak is, is the right way to put it, but, you know, to keep it going. But you certainly were not overused in the in the 22-game streak, and, and did you feel like it, it was just kind of business as usual and there, and there never really was uh, a chasing of the streak to try and keep it going? It just was kind of natural the way everyone was being used? Uh, I believe so. I mean, I don't remember it exactly how much how much we all pitched but i mean we, we we used our bullpen i mean obviously the guys that we had down there we used every fairly often i mean um you know mix and match here and there i mean obviously our starters were phenomenal you know going through each stretch that we had down there with them so you know we knew that we did probably didn't have to use too many bullpen guys so you know if we used you know miller and cody one day you know me and McAllister the next um you know, it just you could interchange. You know, terror. You could interchange all these different guys um, down there any given day. You know, depending on what what the situations were and everything else. And I don't think that anybody was really overused. I think it was. You know, our offense was just doing doing their job, and the starters were doing their job holding teams. And I think that it just kind of made the choices easy. Um, you know, when you have you know the offense, the defense, the starters, the relievers, everyone just clicking on all cylinders going forward at that point in time, it, it makes the decisions for Tito really easy, and it didn't, didn't make his decisions of either overusing somebody or using too somebody too many days in a row, or you know whatever the case was, it made those decisions I think easier, um, which made everybody else's you know all of us feel at ease and everything because somebody wasn't worn out. Um, as much as, you know, say other times, you know, like you said, trying to fight for a spot or trying to fight for, you know, this win today or fight for that. It just seemed like every day was like, oh, you know, we're tied. And obviously, you know, start of the game, 0-0. Zero, zero. Okay, we're up one nothing. We're tied 1-1. One, one. Okay, we're up 3-1. We're up 5-1. And it just made the decisions, I think, easy, you know, because our offense and, you know, the, the defense and the stars were able to do what they did. It made the decisions easy for the bullpen. Brian Shaw joining us, former Indians reliever and uh, part of that 22-game win, st- win streak for the Tribe back in 2017. And, Brian, you, you were with the club from 13 through 17, and, I mean, gosh, you were part of just a, a bull- lockdown bullpen uh, yourself, Cody Allen, uh, for a while there, Andrew Miller, and, and others, too. Um, you ever look back on, on that in its entirety and, and uh, think back fondly to, to how good a thing that you guys had going in terms of appearances and just being effective at the major league level? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we had, when I first got there, you know, you had Gitano and Joe Smith and CP who, you know, were back three that locked everything down that just, you know, pretty much dominated everything when they went out there, you know, and then, um, you know, Joe ended up signing somewhere else and we traded uh, Vinny, uh, you know, and we, you know, we brought in some other guys, 
um, you know, Andrew eventually, and you know, we brought over Otero and, you know, we Goody and all these different guys you know, that we brought in to replace those other guys once they had left. And it, it was like they didn't, you know, they basically picked up right where those guys left off. And, you know, I think Joe, for the time, you know, he's pitching what, you know, other than like one year, I think that uh, he didn't pitch like 70 games. Like he pitched, you know, every game, you know, like me over there, you know, 70 plus games every time. And, you know, it just kind of, essentially handed the baton off to the next guy you know he was there for a year and then went and signed somewhere else and you know I picked up kind of his spot of pitching pitching like that and, you know you had you know Cody who kind of picked up um you know from Benny and then obviously took over for CP and obviously eventually Axford you know took over that spot and just rolled with it then Andrew came in and just kind of picked up everybody and took over every role out there so um no it, it was definitely a lot of fun especially you know to learn and listen from some of those guys that had been there obviously before I got there and even, you know, guys that came in after that to, you know, you listen to experiences and different things that those guys have and had had on different teams to help yourself and gain knowledge from them to be able to, you know, improve yourself as best you can. So getting back to the streak, uh, you get past the year prior's record and, and now it's starting to get close to that 20 win mark and, and maybe even further, uh, when did you kind of have an inkling that, that something really special was going on? You mentioned earlier you, you try and stay away from stuff like that in conversation maybe, but uh, when did you guys really start to to feel the impact of, of what was happening? Um, I think it's funny what I'm about to say, but I think there was a, you know, obviously we started going and it was awesome, And but I think there was a, a furniture store that had like this deal going that if we basically – within the certain months or whatever it was, um, like if they bought furniture within certain months, if we went on a streak like the year before, 14 games or more, like all the furniture was free, this and that, all the different kind of stuff. So, you know, I think getting to that 14 um, for us was a lot of fun just because we knew about that kind of stuff. So, we, you know, we were at that 11, 12 mark. Um, we knew that if we won two more games, you know, this furniture store, whatever it was, everybody that bought furniture, basically got it for free they got all their money back they got a refund on everything got to keep all the furniture all their it, stuff it was windows I, Win, free windows yeah it was windows <laughs> yeah that's what it was it was windows <laughs> um and so getting getting that was just it was awesome i think get to get to that 14 um because of that you know we we like i said we all knew that that was happening and to get to that number was just something awesome one because it, you know just getting to 14 again like we did the year before but actually have it be, you know, something that basically gave back to the fans essentially as well, that, you know, went and did stuff at, you know, at that store. Um, and then I think from there, once we got to the, you know, it was fun, obviously, to keep going. But then once we got to the 1920 mark, it was just like, wow, we're, we're at 20 games. Like, it, it, I have never seen this. Like, in you know, for, for us, and it was like, it was just a lot of fun. And, you know, once we got to that 22, you know, and, you know, everyone, you get up to that 18, 19, 20 games, and everyone, you know, relievers, what we did talk about was like, I don't know if I want to go in here. I don't want to be the guy to give it up. I don't want to be the guy to, you know, to lose this. I don't want to be the guy that gives up this run or guy that lost the game. I don't want to be the one. That's the kind of stuff that we ended up talking about, not necessarily the other stuff. <laughs> you mentioned game 22, and I looked up the box score. You did not pitch in, in the final game of the streak, and it turned out to be extremely dramatic. Lindor with the two-strike, two-out uh, double that tied it in the ninth, and then Jay Bruce with the walk-off base hit in the 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, 
can you tell where were you when all this was going on and and describe what was going through your head when all the that mayhem was happening i honestly think for game 22 i think i was actually warming up um to go into the next inning when bruce had to walk off i think that i, I was actually on the mound uh getting loose for the game um so he hasn't pitched yet so i think I, I and i'm trying to like i said remember there were so many of those games that were awesome. I, th- I think I was warming up and I was mid pitch, you know, trying to get loose for the next inning when it happened. So, you know, I didn't actually see it. I just heard cheering. And I was my side to stop and just start paying attention to the game, see what was going on. Um, and then everyone starts running out. So we all just obviously run out together. But uh, I actually didn't see the actual thing happen because um, I was up there throwing. <laughs> I guess you have to be ready, right? <laughs> just in case. Yeah, exactly. Um, you got you know, to focus. You got to drown out everything else and focus in on the game and get ready. And then you can, once you're ready, you can look over and see all right, what's happened. It, it's funny because you always see shots of the dugout on a game-winning base hit and those guys pouring out and, and heading to wherever. Um, what is it like in in the bullpen? How quickly can you guys get get in there and be part of everything? It's it's funny. It depends on where you're at. Obviously, like I said, I was up top, so like we have those. Uh, they're concrete stairs, so with cleats on, you got to kind of ease your way down those stairs before you can run out. You can't run down those things; you're gonna fall. Um, you know, and then you would have to make sure, you know, certain guys have to make sure they got all the stuff cleaned up, the bag with all of our stuff in it that we use for the games. Like everyone's got, you know, little jobs they got to do down there. So not everyone can just run out all at once. You'll see like three or four guys go, and then you'll see another two guys come out, and then another guy come out. Everyone just kind of trips out as they you know pack up all their stuff and get all their stuff situated before they can run out important things to remember in a walk-off situation <laughs> well brian yeah, listen exactly. it really is it's been fun to visit with a lot of the different players who are a part of it and um, obviously you were, were such a big part of the bullpen for for several years with the indians um, you look at all the big moments i mean or world series and and a lot of playoff appearances um as fun an extended stretch as you had at any time and maybe only outweighed by the 2016 postseason? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously that postseason was unbelievable for us. Um, but I think being able to come back that next year um, and do what we did there was was awesome. I mean, unbelievable as well. I mean, it, you, they're both – I mean, they're completely different just because of what the significance of each meant. But – yeah, it was, you know, I think one and two right there for my career going forward. Well, I appreciate the time and, and you sharing some of your memories with us. And uh, best of luck this season when we get going, if we get going. When we get going. There Thank you go. You. That's the spirit. <laughs> when we get going. That's Indians relief pitcher Brian Shaw, who ended up appearing in 378 games for the Indians from 2013 to 2017. Oftentimes, the league leader in the American League in appearances, as durable as they came, and uh, we thank Brian for stopping by today. That was a lot of fun to have him on and share some of his memories of the streak. Now, if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, May the 21st, don't forget to tune in tonight to the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network at 7 o'clock or Indians.com. Game number 18 of the streak, one more against Baltimore as the Indians continue to uh, hone in on the Oakland Athletics' prior record in the American League of 20 wins in a row. 
But in the meantime, that'll do it for this episode of The Streak. Thanks going out, as always, to Brian Motze and Bob Coates at iHeartMedia for their production help, Bart Swain and Corp Barry Tripp from Indians PR, and also thanks to Brian Shaw for stopping by. I'm Jim Rosenhouse. Thanks for taking the time to listen, and we'll talk to you next time on The Streak. The Indians! Historical streak marches on. Thanks for listening to the Streak Podcast, the inside stories from one of the greatest stretches of play in Indians and baseball history. Your companion to the nightly game broadcast on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network.